joining us. And Nate, I developed too many bad habits last year. I can't keep saying I keep saying good things about you. Terry, I, I appreciate it, buddy. It, uh, it yeah, it, it means a lot to me. <laughs> now you've got some special guests with you because we're going to talk about an event you've got coming up shortly. Why don't you introduce them? Absolutely. You know, I, I think everybody's been following along. They know that winter uh, obviously brings on ice fishing, and there is is no aspect of the sport of ice fishing that we don't take very serious and take to the next level between guiding, ice fishing schools, you know, TV, video content, uh, and then they kind of all centralize around the Ice Addiction Tournament Series. Next weekend is the biggest event that we host every year, probably the most special, fun, kind of ties everything together, and that event is the a and and truck accessories ice addiction event at Grand Lake, and we have got the owners Darren and Greg on the phone. Uh, just kind of talk to everybody. They're hardcore sportsmen. They value the outdoors and the people that follow the outdoors. Uh, and we just wanted to have them on the show and talk about next weekend's event and, and talk about what they do uh, for business and how they cater to so many outdoorsmen. Well, good morning, guys. Morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. You know. But as you get into what's going on in the event and your own activity in the outdoors, I'll put my two cents worth in. You guys, A&A Toppers has been in my, involved in my show for going on two decades. I mean, it's been a while. I think you're my longest-running continual partner on the show. And you guys' commitment to the outdoor community, not only sponsoring and helping outdoor enthusiasts and and working with the outdoor public and helping this kind of information like Nate and I put out, get out there by helping partner on it, but by your own activities, but then supporting affinity groups like Ducks Unlimited and Pheasants Forever. So really appreciate you guys and the partnership we've had. So now I'll let you talk to Nate about the event. Absolutely, Terry. And I just got to second that. Again, you know, you walk into to either one of their shops, you know, West Colfax or South Broadway, and, you know, I walk in there, and it's people that you and I see when we're on the water, when we're out in the woods hunting. Um, again, they, they just draw that outdoorsman. I think all of us agree, if you're going to go to a place of retail, a place of business, it is so nice to be with like-minded people. You know your support, conservation, and, and everything that goes with it. So we're excited about that. And I tell you, just swing it back to the event next weekend. Uh, Grand Lake. These guys are going to be up there. It, it is by far our, our biggest event. And the nicest thing about it, I think so much, is the venue that leads to such an awesome event. You know, Grand Lake is located right on the water. We're going to host the event right there in town. So, I mean, people will stay in town and just walk with their ice stuff straight from their hotel to on the ice. Restaurants will give food, and you can walk right onto the ice. So the the venue is unbelievable. It's a fun event, um, and these guys came to us and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's experience ice addiction," and, and that's where we're at. And these guys are also responsible for the probably main reason why everybody comes. They're sponsoring that seven thousand five hundred dollar first place prize for a single fish. You don't have to catch a tagged fish. You don't have to catch a limit. One fish, seven thousand five hundred dollars, courtesy of these guys. So, Darren, Darren and, and Greg, give us your feedback on the ice addiction and what you think about the tournament. Oh, we can't wait to get up there, Terry. You know, we've been partnered up together for a long time, and I'm going to be up there, Greg, actually has an event that he needs to go to, but I will be there. I'll be greeting everybody, telling everybody about what we do here at A&A Toppers. As you know, we're the leading topper here in the state of Colorado, but we do a lot of other accessories, obviously wax for the 
different parts, floor liners for all those dirty weighted boots or your hunting boots to get dirty. So there's more than toppers as we do here at A&A Toppers. So I'll be out there to uh, say hi to everybody. Are you going to have any uh, demos or anything for people to look at out there? Yeah, we're going to we're going to have our code drop out there. And it's going to have all the equipment in it. It's going to have all I think also a lot of people hear ANA Topper and they think toppers, but, you know, our flagship, we got a 2022 F350, and these guys did everything to the tight line and ice addiction truck. So, I mean, everything from the airbags on the suspension, winches, bumpers, I mean, floor mats. We got our seat covers, lights light bars, fog lights, every accessory put on that flagship ice addiction truck uh, is catered by ANA Topper. So whether you're looking for a tonneau cover, a topper, or all of your accessories, and I mean all of them, um, I mean racks for skiing, everything else, uh, these guys are the place. And I can promise you, Terry, I know we say it all the time, but their service is second to none. If anybody's going to touch my truck, Everybody knows. I don't do maintenance. I abuse everything. I run and gun. I'm in an event every week, and I'm on the ice and in the field every day through the course of the week. Um, my stuff has to hold up, um, and the service. When they do it, they do it right, and it is permanent, and, and that's probably the biggest thing that I have to say about them is you pick it to them, and you are in good hands. Yeah, we're looking, you know, we're looking forward to being up there, guys. It's uh, it's going to be a fun deal, and happy to happy to give back, and hopefully – Somebody gets one big one that's going to win that $7,500 courtesy of A&A Toppers. Yeah, are you, you're not, are you itching to even try it? I know you're probably not eligible because you're a sponsor. You got a little itch to get out there and try it, Darren? I do. I may have to have see if Nate's got a special special pattern or a special bait or something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's funny. No. I think the cool thing about Grand Lake, too, is, it, the the venue is you have rainbows you have browns you have lake trout but when looking at those three lake trout really is kind of the defining fish um and it's kind of neat to see because at that lake is one of the only venues where we see most people focus on a certain species at all our other venues you have five or six species so everybody's targeting something different they're looking for that one brown or that one you know pike or that one lake or whatever the case would be here majority of the anglers are going to target lake trout so it's really a head-to-head competition for that one fish, which is neat to see. All right, guys, I know you're at an event and you probably have to get back to it, but um, and it's hard for this many people to talk at the same time, but we really appreciate everything you've done for this show, for Nate's involvement. You've worked with just about everybody that people hear on this show, and you, you just, I could tell story after story about the quality of the workmanship and people that have come up and told me how well you treated them. And I just want to say thank you guys for being such part of the outdoors. We appreciate it, Terry. Yeah, I do. Thanks a ton, Terry. We'll keep it going, buddy. All right, you guys get back to what you got to do. And we'll see if Nate knows anything about fishing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks guys. All right. Thank you. bet. So Mr. Zelensky. I'm here, sir. You, You want to talk about, Light tackle in deep water. So, you know, in anticipation for this event coming up, you know, partner with ADA Toppers, it's at Grand Lake. Last year we had two large fish. We had two fish in the five-pound range, you know, like 5.8, you know, don't, don't quote me on that, that won the event. Another fish is just slightly smaller than that. And we had some big fish. But historically, looking at the last five years of ice addiction at Grand Lake, it usually takes a two to three pound fish to take first place. So whether you're talking about, 
uh, two pound to a five pound fish, a lot of these anglers will fish a smaller presentation. Reason for it, the primary food source where our tournament is at on Grand Lake is micey shrimp. So, you know, it's not necessarily an area that has a shallow water hook that would be conducive to feeding on rainbows or suckers where you might get a 20-pound lake trout. Not to say you're not going to get a 20-pound lake trout, but more than likely it's going to be one of those, you know, those tween fish, that, you know, two to five-pound fish. Those fish are targeting micey shrimp. Um, so a lot of anglers that have picked up on that concept of the fish liking a smaller presentation, we see a lot of anglers fishing that smaller stuff. When you go out to 60, 70, 80, 100 feet of water and you've got a micro, you know, one sixty-fourth ounce jig, I see a lot of anglers with heavier line that literally when their coils and their like monofilament hit the thermocline, it'll stop their jig. Like they have so much line out and coil in their line, their jig won't even sink anymore. Um, a lot of people will struggle. They're trying to use their Vexlar to find their jig on bottom. And some of the course will be on a steep slope to where you get that little wash or that little void on bottom because your transducer is hitting shallow and deep and you get a little void. No matter how you look at it, Deeper water fishing with a small presentation can be tricky. So we wanted to touch base with that. I wanted to talk about a couple of concepts. Number one, if you're going to dead stick, whether you're using a bobber or a spring bobber, we always use the phrase depth finder, Terry. Now, when I talk to you and say depth finder, you and I are on the same page of knowing it is a small piece of lead with a clip on it, and it's how you set your depth. When you talk to the average person say, hey, you know, use a depth finder, they're thinking about a, a hummingbird or a Vexlar. They're thinking of some sort of electronic device that shows you depth. But a depth finder is a weight that you attach to your line, drop it down to be for certain you know what your depth is. So, number one, if you're going to dead stick, we encourage Use a depth finder. Straighten out your line. Know exactly where six inches off bottom is. Mark your line so that way from that point on, you know exactly where you're at. And then other things, you know, using a smaller jig, you can get away with some of that lighter line. Using a four- to six-pound test. Have your drag set appropriately. Have a, a lighter rod to absorb that to where you're not getting, you know, line break or line cut. And as I lower my jigs, I stretch my line out. So just like a, like a fly fisherman could do with, like, tippet, I literally just run my line through my fingers, just hold the rod, you know, between your legs or set it down. And as I sink my line, I'm running it through my fingers, pulling it, just stretching it slightly to eliminate all coils or anything that the cold air is doing to that. And that way, that super straight line is going to allow that jig to fall straight. I'm not going to get coil. I'm not going to get hung up in the thermal climbs. It's going to allow me to have better bait position. I'm going to feel my bites better and overall be more successful. So, you know, encouraging depth finders, which is a weight system to get in the right depth, straightening that line out. Those are the type of things at the end of the day are going to help you catch by far more fish and bigger fish. Now, a couple things I want to piggyback on there. You and I have had a discussion about what line to use ice fishing over the years. And we use different lines in different situations, and everybody I have on the show has a favorite. And each type of line, each type of line has its own qualities. Now, you like to use like an XL, like an abrasion-free uh, mono, but you've been switching more to fluorocarbon. How would you approach what line would be your favorite for this application? For, for this application, Terry, as much as it kills me, I am going to use the fluorocarbon. Everybody knows I'm a mono guy. I love it. I love XL. I love Charlie Next T. I use mono in so many situations when others don't. Um, my issue with my mono in this two situation is the stretch. I am a big fan of having stretch because I think at the end of the day it helps me land more fish because I don't get the hooks pulled out. But once I start getting 
get into that 60, 70, 80 feet of water, I want to eliminate a little bit of that stretch. I'm going to still avoid the super lines, the braids, the fusions, just because in the cold, they hold moisture and they just kind of become a pain when fishing outside, like the tournament will be. Uh, But the fluorocarbon still performs flawlessly in the cold conditions, but it's going to eliminate that stretch. So I can use a a four or six pound fluorocarbon. It's going to stay really straight, just being the stiffer nature that that line is. And and then I'm going to get that minimal stretch from setting the hook. So at a Grand Lake style event, I'm almost always going to go with 100% fluorocarbon. Uh, personally speaking, I run Berkeley Trilene 100% fluoro, and I'm going to run four or six pound clear. Um, and that's going to be my ideal line choice for those smaller jigs at that venue. Now, do you add any additional weight sometimes? You talked about using a 164th ounce jig. In a tournament situation, it could take a long time to get that down 80 feet, and you lose fishing time. So do you put some weight above it? Do you add, like I've done in situations like that where I've actually tied a spoon on up above and then put a dropper below it with the small jig. Sometimes I even take the hooks off the spoon. Anything like that to help get that presentation up and down quicker? It definitely can as long as you still lower it slow. Some people will add weight above, whether it's a split shot, whether it's a spoon dropper, and they'll go bombs away, and sometimes that lighter jig will obviously come above the heavier one, and you can get tangled in that deep of water. So my two presentations, if I'm running straight a jig, a a small 64th or 16-ounce jig, if I'm going to be actively working that bait, I will not add extra weight. I'll just take my time, get it down there, and and I'm just fishing it that way. If I'm going to use my slip bobber, which that's probably one of my go-to techniques up there, I'll run like a small tungsten jig, and I'll just tip it with a small piece of bait. Um, and on my slip bobber rig, I will run a split shot right above it. So on my slip bobber rig, I have obviously my bobber stop, then I have an ice buster bobber, then I go to a split shot, and then I usually in that deep of water run about 12 to 14 inches of line between my split shot and my tungsten jig. I still lower it slow so they stay in line. As I drop it, I still want the tungsten on bottom, the split shot above it. Um, that way I know there's no tangle. So I'll let it down fairly slow. They'll fall perfectly in line, um, and that's my go-to technique. So uh, if I'm using the slip bobber, which I don't jig a little bit, just jig and let it sit, jig and let it sit. Uh, my slip bobber rig is a split shot and that small tungsten jig. If I'm going to be really actively working it, I, I don't have any lead above it just to make sure I don't get any tangle on the fall um, and run it that way. Another way I'll approach, I, you know, normally because the tournament you're only fishing one hole, right? Yep, um, correct. A lot of times if I was fishing two holes, I would have a much bigger active presentation in the hole next to it. But another way I'll approach this if I'm fishing deep with a subtle presentation is take a bass fishing technique and adapt it to the ice. I'll do a drop shot. Um, that keeps the weight below the hook and prevents that curl up tangling you talked about. Allows you to lower it at whatever whatever speed you want. You can even go a little heavier weight there, but you still can move the bait once that drop shot is on bottom. The problem at a lake like Grand Lake was it can be snaggy. You could snag a lot of those uh, drop shot weights. You could, David. I'm glad you said that because that's a technique that I don't think is used near enough to the ice. I'm actually at a large corporate event uh, today at Bear Creek. I uh, got you know about 150 anglers on the ice. And I have a handful of rods set up with drop shots for new ice anglers, anglers that might have a hard time understanding the concept of 8, 10, 12 inches off bottom. So in these regards, we're actually running a drop shot, so we're forcing that bait. Set the bait, set the weight on bottom. We know we have our hook or jig 
set 10 inches off bottom, and it's a really easy go-to technique. And by having a somewhat taunter line, um, you really feel those bites. They jump out at you. So I don't think a drop shot is a technique that gets used enough through the ice, and I'm a big fan of it. And I think that's a concept for the Grand Lake event because then you know you're on bottom as your bait falls you get down there quickly um, there's no snags on the hook which is nice because a lot of times when you run certain droppers when you're landing a fish at the hole you'll have multiple devices hitting you know uh, an upper spoon and it hits the edge of the ice um, you know even it just makes a lot of movement it can kind of freak you out a little bit that's where that drop shot is great for landing fish um, everything about it is awesome and I don't think it's used near enough on the ice and I'm glad you said something about it we are out of time, my friend. People want to register for the tournament. Where do they do it? Absolutely. Go to tightlineoutdoors.com. We'll have a lot of stuff on our Facebook page this week, Tightline Outdoors. Uh, but, again, this is a huge event. We'd love to have everybody come check it out. Uh, again, it's a fun venue. There's lots of great places to stay, great food. Uh, but, again, it's all at Grand Lake. Registration closes Thursday night. We keep encouraging people, though, the soon register the sooner you get on the ice so uh don't hesitate we just pull up the weather right now there's a little storm coming through sunday afternoon uh but right now saturday the cold front kind of clears out wednesday after that storm uh it looks like a high of 30 degrees low of 15 the weather looks awesome it's the place to be make sure you register by thursday at eight again go to tightline outdoors only 50 dollars to enter over twenty-five thousand total in prizes uh get signed up it's gonna be a blast all right my friend we will talk to you next week